Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. So we're endeavoring to be led by the Spirit of God. I, I know um, we many people want to know where you're going to get a building, where you're going to get a building, and, and, and that will come in time. Amen. Uh, we're, we're believing for it, we're confessing for it, and the Lord will lead us and guide us. How many know the leadership of the Spirit is where it's at? Many people in the past have thought that if you build a building, the people will come. But what they found out is that people do not come because of buildings. There are many beautiful buildings there, there that have empty seats. Uh, we are to be led by the Spirit of God, and we are endeavoring to. So I want you to do this for me, your pastor here. Pray for wisdom and pray for the leadership of the Spirit. Because if, we can get, if I can be led by the Spirit, if we can be led by the Spirit, then we can follow into go into our own buildings. Amen? And so that, that's important. More so than, Lord, bless us with just a building, but, Lord, lead our pastor as, as, and, and direct and order his steps. Because what you don't want to do is you, we don't want to step out prematurely. You get a building but don't have the people or the resources, and God didn't lead you. Now you're in bondage. Amen. Right? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, so you want to be led. We want to be led by the Lord. And, and every sermon that I preach, I, I, I strive to be led by the Spirit. Do I always miss, make it? Do I always hit it? No. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And so, but we do endeavor to follow the leadership of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so I, want, I want to encourage you all to begin to seek the Lord like never before, to be guided and to be led by the Spirit. Many, many believers are seeking their own will. There are believers who are, um, you know, people are led by different things. People are led by jobs, job opportunity. How many people that you know will move across the country and even perhaps across the world for a job? But if God calls them to go on a mission field, they will not move. God calls them to, to, to actually go to their neighbor's house and witness to them. They won't open their mouth and won't move towards it. So as Christians and as believers, we're to seek the leadership of the Spirit. People are led by money. You know, um, you all know that it's wrong for people to preach for money, right? Right, right. How many know that? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay. All right, so just like it's wrong for the preacher to do something for the money, it's wrong for the members to do something for the money. Amen. All right, so, so there's, no, there's, there's not a higher standard for me in that I'm not to be motivated by money, but for the believers, for the Christians, you're not to be motivated for money. So don't just take a job because it pays more. Amen. Learn to practice following the, leading, the leadership of the Spirit. I'm not saying not to take the job. I'm saying look to the Lord to lead you whether or not you should take the job. Amen. Look to the Lord to lead you to go back to school. Look to the Lord to lead you to get married. How many know that's a big one? You don't want to marry the wrong person. <laughs> and when I say wrong person, I'm talking about you don't want to get in covenant with someone that God was trying to tell you not to do so. And God will lead you away um, from a situation. I, I never forget the brother, a uh, friend of ours, who he was um, preparing to marry this young lady, and he was praying, and, and they were in a relationship, and he had in his heart that, she, that he wasn't supposed to go through it. <coughs> and, but they had already selected a date, she had bought her dress. They sent out, I believe, invitations. And they also had the, um, what, what do you call that? Um, what's the thing? Um, after wedding, reception. So they got, bought the place. I think the reception was like 20000 And so it was like no going back. 
And so he, he sat down with, I believe Courtney and I, he sat down with both of us and talked to us and looked to us for direction. And we shared the wisdom of God with him and he decided not to marry her. And he ended up, I think, with the reception place, he made a deal to pay them instead of the whole 27000 So he paid the $7,000. We said, hey, we can call a couple friends, Canton Jones, Truth, some people, and we're going to have a concert. <laughs> and we could eat the food. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and so <laughs> he's like, no, nah, I don't want to be reminded of it. <laughs> and he, t- he paid the $7,000. And did not get married to that person. How I many know it's, it, it's, 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 it, it will benefit you to obey God? Amen. Amen. Even if it costs you some money Amen. to marry, not marry the right wrong person, not to go, uh, not to, you know what? What if I lose money? Well, the long term is something you need to think about. And so, following the leadership of the Spirit, all night I've been praying specifically to be led by the Spirit, and I'm telling you, God will lead you. I had to work. I, I I got to work last night, and so I got to you know you know some people say I have to work, but I got to work. I get a chance to go to work, and so as, as I'm working, I'm praying in other tongues and I'm seeking the Lord, praying over the word that I've been laboring in my heart all week for you all, and and there were I was I was given an assignment that I had no clue how to do it. And I wanted the manager to explain it to me. And I went to her, and then she was like, Duh, you know, duh, you should know this. And I'm like, I don't, because I never did it before. <laughs> and so she gave me little or no help. And one of my coworkers helped me a little bit. And so I was just like, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I, I, don't, I don't know where this stuff is. I'm cleaning this, this machine. Um, you know, I don't want to break it. <laughs> uh, help me, give me wisdom. And I'm praying, and I'm looking to the Lord, and the Lord helped me one step at a time. I had four hours to clean this, this machine, and, and the Lord led me, and I got finished in four hours. Amen. And then um, I'm not the greatest. Um, I'm certified to be a forklift driver, but I'm not, not the greatest. They, they, some of my coworkers laugh at me. They say, I'm like grandpa on a forklift. Because <laughs> I'm like praying in tongues, like, Lord, don't let me hit nobody. <laughs> And so, um, so she's like, I need you to do this. I need you to go on some trailers. And I'm like, and so I, I go and check out the trailers, make sure it's safe. I go outside, I look, <laughs> and it's dark in the alley. I mean, we're in this particular area. And I'm like, Lord, I don't feel like doing this. I'm looking. And, and so I, I'm on a forklift trailer, and I'm lifting stuff into the trailer. And I'm praying in tongues, <laughs> pleading the blood. I said, Lord, this thing, and I have visions of this thing. Like, the, you know, forklift is really hev- heavy. And it, you, it, so you're on this, this little trailer part of the truck, and there's not, like, the end part. And I'm thinking, like, this thing can fall over. It can tip. And so I'm, like, getting my leg out in case it goes. I'm like, okay, this thing, if this thing go down, I'm out. Because I can, you know, I was having a vision of me going in the back and that thing going down like that. I'm like, yo, my leg going to be crushed. Lord, I don't want to be crushed. I want to be paralyzed. I was thinking all these things. But the Lord helped me. <laughs> and I did that for two hours. <laughs> but the Lord helped me. I was able to load up two, two um, trailers safely. You know, thank God for angels. <laughs> I said, Lord, I thank you. Say, you can't help me. <laughs> I'm like, I know, of course, nobody keeps you. But that God is faithful. Amen? Amen. So we should look to the leadership of the Spirit. We should look to the Lord to lead us. We're not to be led by money. We're not to be led by opportunities. Just because there's an opportunity doesn't mean it's the Lord. We're not to be led by. Um, we're, there are people who are led by needs, don't always look to fulfill a need, but if the Lord leads you to fulfill a need, do so, but don't always look to fulfill it. I mean, sometimes people, oh, can I borrow 20? You know, yes, people are always coming to you. Well, you don't always have to give them 20. You can be just as saved and sanctified and full of God and tell them no. Amen. <laughs> and so... Um, just keep those things up. There are people who are led by other people. So they look for the approvals of others. 
Um, if I do this, then that will please them. And God, how many know it's best to get them upset, your family members upset, for, than for you to not displease God? If God is leading you to do something or go somewhere and your family may not necessarily be in agreement with what the Lord is leading you, it's okay for them to be upset. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yes. Uh, you do honor your parents. You do um, thank God for them, and there, there's a place in, in, uh, for that. But there are times that God may lead you to do something that doesn't make sense to your family. Yeah. You know, what if the Lord, you just bought your house. I'm not talking about you got a mortgage on it, but you paid cash for it. And the Lord said, I want you to give this house to a single person who needs a house. Not let them stay, but give it to them. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, uh. And so you, so you go and, 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 and the Lord leads you to go back into an apartment and you gave your house away. <laughs> your parents are going to look at you or your relatives are going to be like, You're crazy. What cult are you a part of? <laughs> but how many know you got to be willing to do what God calls you to do? Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy, give your house away. <laughs> but I'm telling you to be open. Amen. Don't love the house more than you love God. Amen. Um, the Spirit of the Lord, um, we're to seek the leadership of the Spirit. Um, people are led by evil spirits. Just like the Holy Spirit can lead you, evil spirits can lead you. All right, you, let's go up to the scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Are you with me this morning? Got some good stuff for you. I believe the Lord is leading us as we teach in this series. Have this series been beneficial to you? Amen. Amen. So th- this series is something I, I attempt to teach every year or every other year because it's such a need in the body of Christ. And one of the things that I'm called to do is to teach people how to be led by the Spirit of God. So let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and let's look at verses 19 and 20 through 22. It says, What do I imply then? That food offer up to idols is anything, or that an idol is anything? No, I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer up to demons and not to God. I do not want you to participate, to be participants with demons. King James says fellowship or communion with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table or the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So there is a, you can be a Christian and still, and you can fellowship with demons. You can fellowship with demons. What do you call a person who yields and follows the leadership of an evil spirit that lies, a lying spirit? What the spirit, evil spirits can influence you to do things that is contrary to the word. So evil spirits can get you to lie. There's people who have a lying spirit. And all they do is lie. They just can't help it. I mean, they lie for no reason, which is never a good reason to lie. But they just lie. How many know somebody like that? Um, Holy Evil spirits. So how do you participate with evil spirits? How do you fellowship with them? You can fellowship with them by looking at the wrong stuff. Come on now. Um, The Holy Spirit will not lead you to look at that X-rated movie. He will never lead you to look at an X-rated movie. (laughs) He will not. (laughs) And this may be your favorite movie. He will not lead you to look at the Orange is the New Black. (laughs) I'm telling you, Holy Spirit will not lead you to look at stuff. And if, if you go to look at different things, you are participating with demons. If those things are influenced by evil spirits. I got quiet in this Pentecostal church, <laughs> this Baptist, <laughs> Presbyterian, <laughs> neither one of those, right? <laughs> but listen, you, you, you be careful what you expose yourself to. 
be, be, um, be careful who you expose yourself to at work or at school, at home. If there's a gossip spirit on a person, that spirit will jump on you. And you find yourself well, where at one point you were thanking God for the job. Now you're cursing the job. Come on now. <laughs> Holy Spirit is not going to lead you to curse the job, which he's using to meet your needs. He's using to the complaining spirit. How many know that complaining spirit? That, that's a real spirit. I mean, you can just start complaining for everything. I don't like this. Nah. You know, Holy Spirit is not in that. He's never leading you to complain. He's always leading you to give thanks. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is fellowship. You can fellowship with evil spirits by what you think and how you think. You can, get the, you can fellowship with the spirit of offense. When you get offended, every little situation, you're offended. That's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God will toughen you in, in the midst of offense. He, he, the Spirit of God says, deal with it. <laughs> Come on, get it right. <laughs> get strong as a result of it. <laughs> Don't run from it, but learn how to embrace the love of God in the midst of it. The Spirit of God will lead, lead you in love. The Spirit of God will never lead you to uncover someone for the sake of just uncovering them. So if you get bad news about somebody, you're not to go around spreading that bad news. But you to cover them. Love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. Right? What's, what, what is the, the saying says, what's, what happens in this house stays in this house? Amen. That's right. So even in the household of faith, we're not to throw our wounded soldiers out, on, out into the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just a hypocrite. That's just affirming what the world thinks. All right. That, that, none of that was in my notes. So many people are led by different things. They're led by power, title. They're led by lust. Um, they're, they're led by their perception of love. But we're to be led by the Spirit of God. The majority of the people in the world are not seeking the leadership of the Spirit. Holy Spirit will lead you to be saved. Holy Spirit will lead you to be filled. Holy Spirit will lead you to sit under the Word, fill yourself up with the Word. Holy Spirit leads you to love to walk in the fruit of love. Holy Spirit will not lead you in depression. The Holy Spirit will lead you out of depression. Uh, sometimes we glory in our issues as if our issues are something to validate what we're going through. Holy Spirit is looking for reasons to get you out of it. We're not to glory in poverty. There's nothing pride, there's nothing beneficial of you being poor. Amen. We're not to glory in our riches. Amen. Holy Spirit will lead you in contentment. Come on now. Amen. Amen. So we're to be led by, so we're talking about prayer and the leadership of the Spirit. Prayer and the leadership of the Spirit. So let's look at a few scriptures dealing with the Lord leading us, and then we're going to talk about how prayer plays a role in the leadership of the Spirit. Go with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Let's look at 35, verse 35. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. I mean, the Lord will lead you in the path of his commandments. Go to verse 105, 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So God's word will lead us. You think about a lamp and a light. The word of God will lead you where you are, and he will lead you in the future. He'll lead you on the path. Proverbs 4, let's go to Proverbs 4, Proverbs chapter 4, I'm going to read that actually out of the King James, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs 4, verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness, and they know not as what they stumble. 
Okay, so the way of the wicked is just full of darkness. Keep that in mind. Jump down to um, verse, let's see here. Just that. Verse 18. Verse 18. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. So the Holy Spirit will lead you down this path. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter. So we should have more joy than we had last year. We should have more peace than we had last year. Are you with me? You, you should be more effective as a witness than you were last year. You, Holy Spirit will lead you in the path of the just. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter. If your light is not getting brighter, then something is wrong. You're not progressing in the things of God. If you don't have more joy than you had last year or the years before, you're not on that right path. <laughs> right? If you find, how many know sin will rob you of your joy? Sin will destroy your peace and, and, and cause your finances to be in bondage. So God will lead you in health and wisdom and provision and protection. The leadership of the spirit. See, we are people of faith. We believe in confession. We believe in releasing our words. We believe that words are powerful um, forces on the earth. We believe we can speak a thing as long as it's consistent with the scripture, and we will see those things come to pass. But those things do not work if you're not led by the Spirit. The Spirit of God will lead you in your confession. Um, you can have faith formulas, but if the Lord is not leading you, then you just have formulas. You know what I'm saying? You're just naming it, claiming it, grabbing it, blabbing it. You know, um, you, you are not operating in true faith. You're just simply a robot, a parent. But we need to be led by, it's out of relationship with God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that we're able to speak words of faith. They, I'm known at my job as if I say something, it's going to happen. I say, oh, I'm going to work this particular area tomorrow. And I'll end up working. It's like, man, you said that. One girl said, man, everything you say happens. I'm like, amen. Come on, speak it, speak it. <laughs> and my faith is working for me. If you're in a sales position, you say, I'm going to make sales today in Jesus' name. Now, don't go out and say, I'm going to make a thousand sales when you haven't made one. <laughs> Start out small, right? So where God leads you in small, little things. i never forget this. I was, when I was a youth pastor, um, I was believing God for 10 kids. And, and I was in this leadership meeting with these leaders, and one lady prophesied, a prophet and the Lord said to think bigger. And I'm like, but I'm believing for 10 kids. And she wanted to believe for thousands. I said, let me start where I am. I didn't say this. I was thinking this. And she's like, the Lord is leading us to, to, to believe for thousands, to get bigger, think bigger. Pastor, you need to think bigger. I, not that I wasn't, I'm opposed to that, but you got to, the Holy Spirit will lead you where you are. Are you with me? Amen. You, you can't, you, you know, before you can walk, you got to crawl, right? Well, some of us, <laughs> some of y'all just skipped it. <laughs> Most of us, we have to crawl before we walk. Uh, I, I, I think that, we, we, we hear about your vision and dreams, and we think big, which you, you need to think big, but you got to walk where you are. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's, it's, it's paying that small bill first. It, it, it's, it's dealing with that small conflict, but leaving God for $5 before you can do 500 And then you get 500 you believe God for 5000 Are you with me? You don't jump from zero to 1000 overnight. But you start where you are. All right, so we're dealing with the prayer. So th this, this particular scripture deals with um, how the path of the just shines brighter and brighter. So let me ask you this. Is your path brighter? Is it getting brighter? If it's not, you're not on the right path. 
you're not on the right path. So you got to examine yourself. Where am I missing it? Many times people are blaming God for something that God had nothing to do with it. God is trying to lead them out of something. He's not the reason why they're in it. You know what I'm saying? So we got to look to the Lord to lead us out of it. You know, God can lead us out of debt. He can lead us out of sickness. He can lead us out of drama. He can lead us out of dysfunction. He can lead us out of depression. Come on. He can lead us out of, uh, um, uh, of, of not being a critical thinker. He can teach us how to think. He can teach us how to talk. He can teach us how to rest. If you're having problems at resting at night, Holy Spirit knows your body, and he knows how to lead you right into the perfect peace. I used to pray for, Lord, let me sleep like a baby until somebody says, well, sometimes babies don't sleep well. <laughs> so give me the peace of God. Give me that, that sleep and that rest that when I wake up, I'm ready to conquer the world. I'm ready to fulfill the, uh, God's agenda for that day. Holy Spirit will lead you with your energy level. Come on. He'll lead you as far as a parking space. He'll lead you how to be on time. He'll lead you. Come on, come on. He'll lead you how to clean your house. He'll lead. He'll. He'll. You got a chaos. He will lead you in the midst of it and lead you to bring order. God is about order. He'll lead you into an orderly life. Come on. So the path of the just is brighter, and you should be more organized. You should be more, I mean, you should be healthier. You should be, have more provision. You should have more wisdom. He'll never lead you into ignorance. He'll lead you into knowledge and wisdom and understanding. He'll never lead you into a backslidden condition. I was led to be back to backslide so I can learn some things. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He'll not lead you to be a back, uh, back, backslider. He'll lead you to be more proficient in your walk with Christ. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? He'll lead you in the midst of that. He'll lead you how to be the best parent that you can be. He'll lead you how to strengthen your faith, how to pray. And we're going to talk about prayer in a minute. So I want you to get a vision that the Lord wants to get involved in every area of your life. He knows your body better than you. He knows what will cause it to prosper and what will cause it to decline. He'll lead you as far as your mind, how to think godly thoughts after God. Look to him. I think the problem is we don't look to him enough. There's a scripture where it, it talked about this king seeking a physician and he saw the physician and died. Not that God is against physicians or doctors. But he doesn't want us to look to them as the great physician. He'll lead you in. He'll lead you to the right doctor. Are you with me? He'll lead you. If you got to have surgery, he'll lead you in the surgery. Every time I'm praying for somebody in the hospital or praying for myself, I'm, Lord, anoint them as they minister to my body. Anoint the nurse techs as they're trying to get the, the, um, the IV in my vein that they won't be sticking me in Jesus' name. Oh, oh, I can't find it. You will find this in Jesus' name. Well, you, you got thin, thin veins. Well, you're going to find it today. Use your faith on such things as that. Don't, don't sit back and just let life happen. You make it happen. I once heard a song by Mariah Carey, we're going to make it happen. And she's talking about the Lord and her. We're going to make it happen. Y'all should look it up. That song is so, oh, it, it inspired you. You go to gym. You be wearing, He'll lead you in your gym workout routine. Come on now. He'll lead you. Look to the Lord to lead you in everything. Every area of your life. Think of some areas of your life. right. So you got a homework right now. Pull out your smartphone or your notebook. And I want you to write down, take a few moments, write down three areas that you need the Lord to lead you in right now. Go ahead. Time is ticking. Go ahead. Put it on your phone or write it out. Three things that come to your mind. If you got to think about it long enough, it's not that important. <laughs> and try to be specific. Well, I need money. How much money you need? <laughs> I mean, everybody could say they need money. <laughs> How much money you need now? What, what, I need to get out of debt. Okay, more specific. All of it. Okay, get more specific. Be the. Be specific. Okay, I want to conquer this bill right now. 
in the next two or three months or by the end of the year? Three things. Go ahead and write them down. Three things you want the Lord to, you need the Lord to lead you in right now. Three things. Go ahead. And when you got, and when you, when you got your three things, lift up your head so I can continue. These things are not to be shared. With, with the congregation, this is between you and God. All right. Give you a couple more minutes. I think y'all writing down more than three things. <laughs> Some of y'all writing down a whole grocery list. Okay, <laughs> just the three things right now. We can get to the other ones later. <laughs> Let's start with the three most important things, our top things, our top priority. Okay. Y'all good? All right, let's go. I think everybody got the three things. Okay. Um, the gentlemen in the back, they going in. They write a... A book, <laughs> volume one, two, and three. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, go to Jeremiah 30, 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to read that out of the KJV. Jeremiah 29, 11. This is a familiar scripture. I'm going to read this. For, but I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. How many know that God has some good thoughts towards us? I know people say, oh, this is specifically to Israel. Yes, 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 but the principle is still there. He, ha he has some great thoughts towards us, and he has a plan for us. God has thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and an expected end. Amen. He, that's what the Lord thinks he has in store. And then verse 12, then, then shall you, ye call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when, you shall, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found among you, says the Lord. I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And it goes on. So the foundation... For the leadership of the Spirit is to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord. You, you should seek the Lord and his kingdom first. That is the priority. Sometimes we go in, I need you, Lord, to give me direction and lead me about this situation. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's a higher way in which to operate, and that is to seek the Lord. There was a king in the Old Testament. It says, as long as he sought the Lord, the Lord caused him to prosper. So seek the Lord first. Make him. So that means coming to him, not always asking. Now, you need to ask something. Become proficient and a master at asking. But you need to also seek him for him. Seek him. Lord, I love you. Why? Because I just love you. You saved me. You delivered me. You sent Jesus for me. You, 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 you sent your word, and you heal me. Yeah. It's okay, Chelsea. We love that here. You don't ever have to worry about us. We, we had a time when we didn't have any kids in this church. But thank God those days are gone forever. <laughs> so so we, we welcome the crying because that's part of life. Yeah. Amen? And if you get offended because, the oh, they need to take the baby. No, the baby needs to hear the word just like you. Amen. What do you think about Jesus when he was teaching? He, they had babies crying and, and playing around. They playing rocks instead of cowboys and Indians. They were playing Israelites and Pharisees. You know, hey, I'm David. <laughs> oh, I, I'm little Israel. I serve the God who split the Red Sea. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was going to say they playing little John, John the Baptist and Jesus. Cousins. What's up, cuz? I'm going to baptize you today. <laughs> All right, so as long as you seek the Lord, that's the foundation for the leadership of the Spirit. Sometimes we want God to lead us, 
when we're not seeking his agenda first. Because what is on your mind and those three top three things may not be the top three things in his, that he has for you right now. You may be praying for provision, and he wants to deal with your heart. He wants to deal with unforgiveness. Come on now. God, God wants to go after the root and not just the, the symptoms. He wants to go down what's deep. He wants to conform you to the image of Jesus. So what is hindering you to becoming more like Jesus in a specific area? That's what the Holy Spirit is after. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, seeking the advancement of his dominion on the earth. That is the foundation for the leadership of the spirit. Many times we are look, looking to the Lord to lead us. But first we got to seek him for, Lord, what, what's on your heart? God, I want to please you. And God, sometimes God will, he's, 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 he's ready, he's, um, he's waiting on a yes from you before he deals with the illness in your body. Are you with me? He's waiting for that yes or that yieldingness in that area before he released the, releases those finances. See, sometimes we're after those finances when he's after our heart. He's after the things that will get you back into that mess that you got yourself into in the first place. He would not be a good father if he gave you everything that you're not ready for. So he wants to get you ready. But are you willing to be ready? Are you willing to love where you have hate? Are you willing to be a light where you are in darkness? Are you willing to repent where there is sin? Are you willing, willing to close your mouth where you're doing a lot of talking? And where you're quiet, he's, are you willing to speak up? So there is a sin of where you can be too shy. It's full of pride. Amen. I'm not saying nothing. Why? When God brings people to your door looking for the answers that you have within your heart and you won't share that, then therefore he's closing that area that you really need provision for. Sobering, right? Let's look at, before I finish up, let's look at the master in prayer. Um, prayer, let's talk about this prayer. Prayer is communion with God. Prayer is the open door to the triune God. Everybody say, prayer is the open door. God will do wonderful things in your time of prayer. Prayer in general is necessary for you to be open to the leadership of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us, but it's in that place of prayer that he, uh, He's breaking your will or exchanging your will Giving, giving you his will, giving you his desire. Some things, sometimes you can desire something that is not the will of God, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. My dad used to say this all the time. Just because it's good doesn't mean it's God. God is good, but just because the thing that you're doing or wanting to do is good doesn't mean that God is in it. <laughs> Be willing to give up the good for the great there. <laughs> all right. And, that, and whatever God has is greater than your de definition of good. Sometimes you got to leave some stuff in order to gain. you got to lose in order to win. The Holy Spirit will lead you away from yourself to be more like Christ. You learn to unfollow yourself in order to follow him. He will lead you that way. Why do I, you know, you, you wanted something really, really bad. If you think about something long enough, you meditate on it, you pray about it long enough, you'll eventually desire it more than anything else. You know, you can, you can dictate your desires. Thoughts determine desires. Think about something long enough, and you will desire that thing. As a man thinketh, so is he. So what are you thinking about? What are you thinking? Have you submitted what you desire the most to the Lord to see whether or not you should be asking for that? Have you ever done that where you say, okay, I really want this, but Lord, I'm asking, if, am I being selfish about this, Lord? 
Is this really your desire for me? Or is it something that I've thought about and prayed about a long time? Willing to give that up for the greater. Though the thing that you were praying about wasn't bad, it just wasn't his will. I know that goes your best life now. <laughs> your, best now your best life now is following after the leadership of the Spirit. So let's look at the master, a couple of scriptures dealing with the master, the Lord Jesus Christ, as he prays. Go to Mark 1, Mark chapter 1. I'm reading out of the King James Version. Mark chapter 1, and let's look at verse 35. I'm sorry, I'm reading out of ESV. I'll go back between the NASB and the ESV and the KJV and all the other translations. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 says this, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. So Jesus just got finished ministering to people. Let's look at the scriptures above it. Um, let's look at verse 29. Start with Mark chapter 1, verse 29. Immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon, mother, Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and fever left her, and she became, began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many, what? Demons. He would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Sometimes what we do is we pray before a big opportunity, and then after the success of a big opportunity, we don't pray anymore. So not only should you pray before making a big decision and the Lord leads you in that decision, but you also should pray after you have had a successful opportunity, a uh, um, successful class, successful ministry, whatever the case is. And we see Jesus praying after he had ministered to people and people were set free. Sometimes preachers pray for the preparation of the word, the ministry of the word, but they don't minister to the Lord after the ministry of the word. So it's important not only to pray before the sermon, but it's to pray after the sermon. Why should you pray? Lord, I give you the glory for whatever was wrought in the midst of us. Lord, did I miss anything? Where could I grow from? Are you with me? So we see Jesus setting the, um, setting the example of how to pray and when to pray. Go to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. It says this, but he withdrew, he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. So he just got finished again ministering to a leopard. Um, he's, he's ministering to them. He's giving them instruction what to do. In verse 16, he says, but he would withdraw to, des to desolate places and pray. There are times you need to, they're not, every day you need to get along with God. Every single day. It's okay to pray on the go. I, am, I, have, a, I have a PhD in prayer on the go. I really do. I, I mean, I've, I, I think I got it down. I mean, I can pray heaven and earth from driving, you know, working out or whatever the case may be, right? PhD in that. But we need to have also a PhD in the quiet time where you're not doing anything. It, every time you talk to somebody you love, they're doing something. Isn't it like disrespectful? Yeah. On their phone. You know, they you know, they always on a computer doing something while you're talking with them. Are y'all okay with that? No. Right. So why do why do we think God is okay with us just praying on the go? Pray on the go, but don't let that be your only time of prayer. Pray before the meal, but don't let that be the only time that we pray. Pray for the success of whatever you're facing, but don't let that be the only time you pray. 
Pray, have that specific prayer time with you and God, whether it's in the morning. So I used to be like, in the morning, pray in the morning, pray. But if you're working in the morning, <laughs> you're working overnight, your prayer time may be at night. Come on now. <laughs> I got a new perspective now. <laughs> so it's not always the morning. There's, there's morning glory. Sometimes there's night glory. <laughs> there's noon glory because <laughs> you got to get in where you can get it in, right? You can't always, overnight, everybody got different schedules. It made me more mindful of that. <laughs> everybody Morning, morning, you got to pray morning. Well, morning might be the, your night. Oh, okay, let's, let's side note. All right. So here Jesus pulls himself away to go pray. Okay, almost finished. <coughs> go with me to Luke chapter 9. Luke 9, verse 18. Luke chapter 9, verse 18. And now it happened that as he was praying alone, everybody say alone. alone. Sometimes, you, most of the time, you don't need your prayer partner. Amen. Some people are in bondage to their prayer partner. <laughs> Only time God hears from them is when they're with their prayer partner. Jesus. Your prayer partner is your idol. Stop it. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having a prayer partner, but don't make that your priority. The only time God hears you is when you got a prayer partner. Let that prayer partner go and let the Holy Spirit be your prayer partner. Amen. All right. Pray with your spouse. Pray with your kids, but don't let that be the only time you pray. All right. It happened that he was praying alone, and the disciples were with him, and he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? He goes on. Notice this. He was yet around the crowd, but he's praying alone. So I imagine Jesus is praying while in the midst of the crowd. How many of y'all do that? You may be in the midst of a lot of people, but you're praying. Lord, help me, Lord. Lord Jesus, give me wisdom. Give me grace. Lord, please don't let me kill her today. Oh, Lord, please. This woman on the job, let me, let me, don't let me go to HR on her. Jesus, help me. Give me wisdom, Jesus. Lord, Lord, give me favor. I'm walking up to my manager. Lord, I thank you for favor with the manager. And Jesus, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> Lord, give me grace. I'm tired. I don't want to be here. I want to be home with my family right now. Lord, I just don't want to be here. Lord, just give me grace. I'm, I'm falling asleep right now. God, I'm really I'm tired, God. What do I need to do? I repent for whatever I did, Lord. I, you need to sleep. <laughs> you got the wrong hours. <laughs> Lord, I, did I miss you, God? Maybe I wasn't supposed to take this. I mean, you know, you just communicating with God, talking to God. Lord, Lord, just give me wisdom. Help me. When somebody's talking with you, you, you're praying. And, you, 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 you have that secret place internally, but you need some personal, private time with God before the babies get up, before the kids go to school, before the spouse go out, before you're single, before you do anything else. You and God. It doesn't have to be eight hours. It could be five minutes. Five minutes will go a long way more than you not praying at all. God is not looking at the quantity. He's looking at the quality. So in that five minutes, your heart is in it. In your five minutes, your mind is there. In the five minutes, you are enjoying your prayer time. Let me say this. This, this has changed my life. If you're not enjoying your prayer time, God is not enjoying your prayer time. <laughs> that messed me up. So do I pray out of religious duties? God is good. God is great. That's how some of my prayers are. Lord, bless me on this day. Don't let nothing happen to my family. Bless me and my family and no more. <laughs> Lord, I pray for the world. How, do, how does that sound? Get, Lord, give the world hope. You know, the homeless person. Don't know their name. No, That's just general. That's just filling up words. Really? Are you really praying for the homeless? Do you know the homeless? Get to know the homeless where you can be more specific. And you can be the answer to the prayers that you're praying. <laughs> Sorry. I think sometimes we just pray. Lord, pray for everybody in the hospital. You're wasting your time. You, you can't, God does not operate like that where you're just praying general prayers. You do understand that, right? I, I don't just pray for the members here at KLM. Lord, just bless the members. I, I get specific. Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus for such and such. And Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, deliver them. 
Give them wisdom. Lord, I pray you bless their finances. Lord, strengthen them. Oh, God, give them the, that wisdom that is needed for their finances. Give them the wisdom that is needed for that relationship. And I call them, call you out by name. God is honored in that more than just, Lord, just bless the whole church. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> Be specific. Bless all my family. Everybody related to me, Lord. Well, that's everybody in the world, right? Somehow we're related. Somehow. Somehow, right? A hundred cousins from now. <laughs> we're a hundred cousins apiece. You're my cousin through your great, 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 great you know, so. That's sometimes we do that. All right. Uh, my last scripture, Colossians 4. Colossians chapter 4. My timer is about to go off, so I'm about to turn it off. <laughs> Colossians chapter 4. Let's look at verse 12. Epaphras, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all of the will of God. So here's this minister at Colossians, Colossae. He's praying for this church that they may, he's struggling in prayer. Everybody say struggle. struggle. You need to struggle in prayer. If prayer is, if there's not a struggle in prayer, maybe you're not doing it right. Um, there, there is a place where there is a struggle, the struggle between your will and God's will, the struggle between your blindness and his revelation, the struggle between your darkness and his light. There is, in, in prayer, there should be a struggle between your flesh and his spirit, the desire of God and your desire. Prayer. This minister was praying for this church, and he's praying. He's struggling in prayer. He's praying specifically that they may mature in the will of God, that they may be complete in all of the will of God. He can, yes, pray for their natural needs, but he's praying more specific that they may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Are you with me? There is a struggle sometimes in prayer. Jesus demonstrated this. Not my will, but your will be done. There is a struggle of one thing about prayer. You got to be open. You got to be open in prayer. That's how the spirit of God leads you. All right, here we go. How, shall you, how should you pray and follow the leadership of the spirit? Real quick, I got a few things. This is how you should pray and follow the leadership of the Spirit. I got more, but we will cover that another time. One is you got to learn to pray. Some of us don't know how to pray. Our prayers are lousy. There's no faith in them. There's no Holy Spirit in them. They're just words bouncing off the ceiling. I'd rather hear my dog howling at night than some people praying. People are just praying to be praying. They're using that as an excuse to not do what they need to do naturally. Prayer is not an excuse to not do what you need to do naturally. I'm just going to pray this away when God says, go and confront them. Deal with them. You, some things you just can't pray out. Some things you got to talk to the person and deal with them. Are you with me? I've used that, so I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Let me just pray. I don't, I don't want to talk to him. Just, no, no, you need to deal with that. All right, so learn to pray. One way to learn how to pray is to pray. The best teacher is the Holy Spirit. Second is learning how to pray is to pray. So when you pray, you'll find out how much you don't know how to pray. <laughs> I don't know about you. Every time I pray, I realize I don't really know how to pray. <laughs> Every time, I'm like, oh, Lord, help me. Um, yeah, you, Lord, I, I need you. I'm okay, Lord. You good? <laughs> uh, give me some wisdom. Uh, is that scripture? Uh, you know, uh, Lord, bless me. Is that scripture? Uh, be with me today. Uh, no, that's not scripture. Thank you for being with me. Yeah, that's scripture. Help me become more aware. That's scripture. Uh, Lord, um, get me out of debt. 
Lord, give me wisdom to get out of that. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you're doing good. Um, um, Lord, um, pray that my, my wife would do this for me. Hmm. What are you doing for her? Lord, help me to be the best husband. Ah! <laughs> uh, Lord, um, why is my kids acting like this? Hmm. Are you spending time with them? Oh, <laughs> are you with me? Right? I'm just giving you this. Uh, Lord, um, deliver me from this job. Are you preparing yourself to leave? Are you doing what is necessary to set yourself up to leave? Uh, Lord, break this habit. Okay, stop thinking about it. Stop being around it. Stop looking at stuff dealing with that habit. Stop talking about it. You know, different ways. So you got to learn to pray by praying. Of course, the Word of God tells us how to pray. The second is to stay in prayer. Stay in prayer. Don't give up in prayer. Don't give in. Some people don't pray because they don't believe that God's going to answer those prayers. I just had God two years. Everybody say two years. I've been believing and standing for something specific in my life, and God just came through two years later. I'm telling you, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Now, when I say prayer, that doesn't necessarily mean, oh, Lord, deliver me. Oh, Lord, deliver me. Oh, Lord. No. Pray in faith that he hears you and stand that God, thank God for that thing that you're believing for. I think there's a scale and there's a balance in the spirit. And I believe that a lot of saints are off balance. They have a bunch of prayers, but they don't have a bunch of praise. I believe that when the praises equal or, or is greater, the praises are greater than the prayers, you'll see a lot more manifestation of what you're praying for. Let me say this. This will save your life. If you thank God for something before you see it, you'll eventually see it. If you start thinking, every time I go to this car that I got finance, which I know is not God's will, every time I go to this car, I thank you, Lord, that this car is paid for. In the name of Jesus. I call this car paid off in full in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I'm free, that I own this car, and if you tell me to give it away, I can give it away without paying payments on it. Come on. I thank you, Lord, that this mortgage paid off in full in Jesus' name. Zero balance on this mortgage in Jesus' name. I think, well, what am I doing? I'm thanking God. I'm offering up thanksgiving. So when that balance, that scale has equal or greater praises, you'll see a lot of those prayers come to pass. Listen, if you apply this, you'll have praise reports for me in the, in the days to come. Thank God for something that you don't have right now before you see it. And do it every day. And if you don't do it every day, it's not that important to you. Thank God. Don't just pray the, ans the problem. Pray the answer. Pray with thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you. Praying is not begging. Let me say it again. Praying is not begging. Some believers are begging God instead of praying. Praying is always with thanksgiving. You're going to thank God for what he has done, and you're thanking God what he is doing, and you're thanking God what he's going to do. That's part of prayer. Prayer is not just, oh, Lord, you know, I don't know what you think of prayer, Prayer is not this, you know, this, you know, you're just so humble. You need to be humble in prayer, but I'm, you know, saying this false humility. I'm just a worm. I'm just a nobody, God. You should have destroyed me. Oh, God, I, that sin I did, it's worth hell, the lifetime of hell, God. Oh, I'm horrible. God, I know I got myself into debt, and I, if I were you, I would leave me in debt. Oh, God, I inflicted this sickness on me by eating the wrong things. You, you cursed me with this diabetes. And, Lord, I, I, Lord, just deliver me. If there's an ounce of favor I found in your sight, Lord, deliver me. That's mess. That is not praying. That is not praying. That's not, that is something. And so if you're talking about the leadership of the spirit, the spirit of God will lead you into thanksgiving. Thank God for what you're believing for him for. 
what you prayed about, if it's consistent with Scripture, thank God for leading you into that thing that you're praying about. Start thinking, Cleveland, I hate to put you on the spot. <laughs> All right? um, you were believing God to sell your house. Did you offer up Thanksgiving more than once? Okay. Consistently? Or did you just like, Lord, let this house sell? Let this house sell. Did you go back and, and pray, Lord, sell this house, sell this house? Or did you go and say, Lord, I just thank you that this house is sold? Um, I don't really, I you don't remember. You just, you just, you just, you just a master in this faith thing. That's, that's good. That's good, man. But you sold the house. Amen. But you did give thanks before you saw it. Okay, so you saw what you were thanking God for. How many else, anybody else who thanked God for something before you saw it and you actually saw it? I'm telling you, it, that, that, that's, thank, that's part of prayer. Prayer is not just this begging, but it's also offering up thanksgiving. Okay, real quick. Um, so what's the first step? Second. Third, it's very important. Be open to, oh, be open in prayer to hear what you don't want to hear. Be open in prayer to hear what you don't want to hear. If you're always looking to always hear God say something lovely, <laughs> um, you don't really know God. Though he, what he's going to say is lovely, but it's going to be lovely to the destruction of your sin. Come on. He's going to destroy some strongholds in his loveliness. Right? Uh, so be open to hear for God to give you instruction where you're not open to. You cannot go to God with just, this is what I want you to do, not do it. Because we can't tell God how to do it. He may lead in a way that you don't want to go. When you walk towards it, that's when the doors are open. When you're open to the Spirit of God in prayer and willing to hear God tell you something that you don't normally like to hear. Sometimes God says, I'm putting my hand on this, which you have been hiding from me in your mind. I want you to repent from this. And when I say repent, I'm not talking about, oh, forgive me. I'm going to turn around in this area. Change in this area. Listen, God fellowships with the part of us that is like Jesus. He does not fellowship with the part of you that is sinful. He fellowships with a part of him, part of you that's just like Jesus. So if, if an area in your life you're not changing, he's not fellowshipping with you in that area. So you need a change in that area so he, your fellowship can go to another level. Be willing to obey where there's disobedience. Are, are you with me? God tells you to forgive where there's, there's unforgiveness. He, Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance where you are walking in unforgiveness. He says, now re repent. Forgive that person. They did me wrong. They just didn't. No, they offended me. Well, you offended me. Now forgive. Stop talking about your boss. Do something good for I don't want to hear that. That's the devil. I rebuked him in the name of Jesus. Go get them a gift certificate. Gift card. What the devil? Cash out them some money. The devil. Donate to your job. What? I know I'm not hearing from God. <laughs> God will lead you to do things that you don't want to do. He will tell you to do things that you don't. You, it's foreign to you. That's not me. God tells you now. I want you to go to church and I want you to shout. I want you to run up and down the aisles and you are so reserved. Go to church. I want you to raise your hand. Listen, I, I never forget this. I was a kid, teenager, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord inside of me say, lift up your hands. And I was like, oh, man, somebody watching. And so I'm lift up higher. And I'm thinking, like, at that time, I'm thinking everybody in the, in the church is looking at me, and everybody's praising God, but I'm like, feel like everybody's living them. And no lie, I felt like my hands being lifted. 
I'm going to tell you what happened. The angels were assisting me to worship the Father. And I found myself, my hands up high. And I'm like, oh, Lord, don't let nobody see me. Jesus, I love you. <laughs> and then I got comfortable and lifted up my hands. So God would tell you to do something that you're not comfortable with. He would tell you to shout. Oh, that's not me. Who said that wasn't you? I don't believe in that emotionalism. Well, God does. There's a scripture <laughs> that it talks about Jesus praising the Father among the people of God. And that word praise is the pr word for shouting and jumping and bucking. You think if you go to heaven that everybody's going to be quiet. They're going to be bucking. The angels are like, ah! You're like, oh, snap. So we run off. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's going to be some stuff you're going to see. You're like, and then there's going to be times where we're going to be quietness, where people are shouting all the time, and God says, be quiet and worship me in quietness. So God will tell you the opposite of what you're used to. Sometimes people, all they do when they pray is cry. <laughs> oh, God, don't you know? Oh, you're so good. Oh. God says, cut it, cut it out. Cut it out. Stop crying. And then some of us who never cry, cry. <laughs> I'm telling you, be open. Be open to whatever the Spirit of God. Okay, let me, I got to go. All right, real quick. What's the first one? Pray. Learn to pray. Learn to Second. Pray. Third. Amen. All right, and for now, the third is pray throughout the day. The fourth, I'm sorry. To pray with it throughout the day. So you live in a state of prayer. You always looking to the Lord. I need your help. So when you so when last night when I was doing that cleaning that machine, which is foreign to me, I said, Lord, I ask for your help, and I'm trying to get something open. I'm like, I don't know. They they ain't telling me, Lord. I could have just started complaining. I said, Holy Spirit, help me, and I just kept working at it, and that thing opened up, and the Holy Spirit said, Now give thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, look to those little things. You lose your keys. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to lead me for my, where my keys are. Where are my keys? He'll lead you. Holy Spirit, um, I got this pain. How do I get rid of it? Stop drinking coffee. Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, what's wrong with my stomach? Um, stop eating after seven. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I get headaches. Uh, go, go to the eye doctor now. Set up an appointment. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to see no. Go to the high. Set up an appointment. You need, and you get the glasses. Headache gone. How many know the Holy Spirit will lead you? Amen. Father, I thank you for these, your people. Pray that they will learn how to be led in prayer, that they will learn how to depend upon you like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.